0: And a welcome to Power Start Your Day This is Dane Nicole Smith-Jackson We're going to reawaken your spirit this morning Resuscitate your passion Renew your mind so you can start winning With life, money, and business And on today, a very special day that we honor Although it's not Dr. Martin Luther King's actual birthday We honor him on today Not only as a country, as a world And, uh, you know, our question today is, you know what does freedom really mean to you? How do you feel? It doesn't matter if you're black, white, whatever your race, color, religion, even gender is. How could you honor the movement of Dr. Martin Luther King? Now, we know that his movement, it wasn't his. It was, it was a collaboration, but he led it in a major way. We know that it was for equality for all. Now, we know everyone wants equality for themselves, but how about for others? Today, we're going to have a discussion because we're talking about over 158 years ago that the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by Abraham Lincoln. And then 100 years later, the March on Washington Dr. Martin Luther King, he delivered a speech. I don't know when the last time you listened to that speech and you listened to the specific words that God gave him to use. And what we're actually experiencing right now, and we don't only say in our country, in the world, because America has been the leader of the movement of democracy, but we all are in hypocrisy in some sort of way. I am a leader and I was taught to take responsibility. So more than pointing a finger at anyone else, let's point a finger at ourselves on today and honor the movement, the civil rights movement on what can we do or what have we done with our freedom? The doors that have been opened to us? Are we really opening it for others? Our scripture is going to be coming out of the book of Galatians. And Galatians talk a lot about freedom, especially in chapter 5. But we are going to come from chapter 5, verse 13. And it says, For you were called to freedom, brothers. Depending on which you're listening to, it could have said, brothers and sisters. But it says Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for flesh, but through love, serve one another. This is a huge wake up because we know that the book of Galatians was written way before the civil rights movement. And this is also a scripture that is a key to freedom of every sort spiritual, mental, health, and financial freedom. So let's go to the Lord, and we've got to pray on this day because don't you think that this day caught God by surprise of where we are right now, 158 years later. Father God, we come before you, we honor you today because today is the day you've made, and we're glad to rejoice we're here in the land of the living. Heavenly Father, in this kairos moment, heaven and earth standing still, you knew this day would be here, You knew each and every one of your children would be here. And we know that your word says you reign on the just and the unjust. Help us, Father. Take a look, a deeper look, into what your servant that you sent here to earth, Dr. Martin Luther King, came to deliver to us. Help each and every one of us go to a place of compassion and conviction to honor not only your commandments, but also his life in operating and maximizing the freedom as a work in progress. Let us not look back. Let us look forward to create fortune for others in every way. As we're going out to do these great exploits in your name, let us not get caught up in the flesh because we know that will die. Let's get caught up in what will live forever, just like the legacy of Dr. Martin Luther King. We honor you and we bless you and seal this prayer. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, let us walk this thing out. We thank you, Jesus your blood. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. I am not going to do too much talking. I need the talking to come from the audience. I need our moderators. Good morning, Danikia Shara, Bishop Rasby, Abdul, who is serving so much. I mean, Abdul, I believe you're in UK and you're here in the morning, you're here in the night, you're here in the afternoon. The work ethic is so amazing, and so you are a. Um, all of us are perfect examples. Uh, I think we got um, Nate here. Uh, examples of serving not for our own purpose, but serving for purpose of others. But the question is, with the freedoms that we do have, we know that freedom, you know, is literally is is generally the ability to change or act without a constraint. I want you to pay attention to that because I want you to take a look at how many things that you can do without constraint in your present state. It's easy to look at what we can't do, but what you can do. Last week, we were talking about this room, what we're doing here as a movement. Dr. King was a visionary. We all are visionaries, but we don't all walk out the vision. See, he had a dream, and it led to a major movement for freedom that would help people and give people hope. We can't get it twisted. It was not freedom to hurt people. But when you think about the timing that we're experiencing right now, that civil rights movement, it simply says what it is. The civil right for everybody. It's a work in progress, but we don't have any progress without work. Success right here, the Bible states very clearly, is that you give access to where you've been given freedom. We can't just accumulate. We got to disseminate it to others. And you can't block the right for others to be successful, and some people think that. Because they're sitting back passively. They think that because they're not creating any waves, they're not hurting anyone, they're not hurting anybody's feelings, they believe that they're not blocking the right for others to be successful. And I will disagree, and we can all agree to disagree, because I want to know the doors that have been opened, not the doors that are trying to be shut. Some people are fighting the doors that are shut versus walking into the doors that are open, and then giving access to others. I want to know what does freedom mean to you and are we maximizing the freedoms that we do have? Can we open up this discussion here on this morning? Who would like to go first? Um, I am um, very passionate about this. I know I talk about money. What people don't know about Dr. Martin Luther King that I do know, having intimate conversations, very clear conversations on many of his attempts with his youngest daughter, Elder Bernice King, who actually had even texted me, and I'll I'll let everybody know. I'm sure people do know about the uh, King celebration that happens typically every year here in Atlanta. One of my mentors, uh, Miss Sonia Young, was the event planner for it for many, many years, and um, I've had Very, very um, clear conversations that Dr. Martin Luther King was extremely, extremely interested in financial literacy. And most people didn't talk about that side because he talked in the the speech about the lonely island of poverty. He knew that economic strength would give access to more freedom. They go together. Let's have the conversation. Good morning. Good morning. It's our responsibility to have more than we have so we can do more and create more access for others. Can we have this conversation? Who would like to open up? We want the audience to come in. The question is what does freedom really mean to you? Anyone can come on in. Are we great, great, great morning? Great morning. How are you? Good morning. God bless you. Good morning.
1: a lot today also just because today is very reflective for me because 30 years ago yesterday as a teenager I was in Operation Desert Shield as a storm and so this year gets a little bit different when it comes to thinking about freedom because it really hit me yesterday yesterday is when I was really in a state of reflection and when I thought about a particular statement by Dr. King I want to just share this particular quote. We talked about the rich nations must use their vast resources of wealth to develop the underdeveloped, school the unschooled, and feed the unfed. Ultimately, a great nation is a compassionate nation. No individual or nation can be great if it does not have a concern with the least of these. This was during his Nobel Peace Prize address in 1964. And I think that for me, it's so appropriate for me to reflect at this season of life and this particular quote because I know that there's a requirement based upon the assignment for me and my house to ensure that we go and accumulate the wealth that's necessary to do more and be more. And that freedom. That I experienced, you know, first took place in 2004 when, when I made the decision to have the freedom to be that father that wanted to be around with his daughter. That's what led me to initially exit and really focus on that, that that which I said I was pursuing because I knew that life wasn't guaranteed. And so, great question. I'm excited that, that we're going to be talking about this because well, times people talk about they want financial freedom, but oftentimes it's not really rooted in the no, the whatever it takes. The why isn't deep enough because it hasn't been discussed enough, and so I think this morning was a great opportunity for us to really
0: hone in on that. So I, I appreciate you once again for for the platform and for us to have this type of a discussion because I think it's much needed. It is definitely Nate. Thank you so much. Always contributing like at the highest level. And, you know, our experiences gives us an opportunity to um, reflect, you know, when when I, when I can say I've had conversations, I brought, I had an event for worldwide association of small churches and it was the um, it was bringing it here to the Atlanta area. And I was selected to um, be a leader uh, for that. And, so we had to find a place and we had people who came in from all uh, different places. China, um, we had primarily China, different areas of Asia who loved the work of Dr. Martin Luther King and who was inspired. And they were just so in awe to be able to go to the King Center and Elder Burmese King. Uh, allowed me to have that at the King Center. And when they did the tour and they were taking the pictures and honoring and they were having a conversation, and she was talking about the multitude of writings that uh, Dr. King had that was really, um, really saying we got to work on the economic growth and the access to economic growth. And I so happened because of these experiences, not only because of, but these have always given me more of a higher responsibility, not only to talk about, because the dream says he wants everybody to be able to walk and understand that everybody is human and we all pretty much have a lot of the same needs, right? But because of the separation or segregation at the time, people don't know that. And so I didn't think that was only my responsibility to um, to help bring Blacks to the next level. It was also my responsibility to help others in the world understand the value of Blacks. Because the whole idea is thinking that we're devalued. If you look in every statistic from health to mental to financial to um, asset accumulation, what have you, they will always have it that we're at the bottom of the totem pole. But we're at the top when it comes to inventions and um, working and building things. What's up with that? I know because I've had the privilege to lead at this point directly or indirectly over 450,000 people in business. So I begin to see that it's not only that they have different names, but there are certain spirits that reign amongst these houses. We are, we are, we are spiritual beings having an earthly experience. And many a times we get so caught up, even in clubhouse in these rooms, and we're just trying to secure the bag, but for what? It's empty many a times. It's empty. It's empty. I I can't keep quiet about the surface living that will continue to keep people suppressed and oppressed if we don't really wake up. I'm hearing people say, oh, wake up, wake up, wake up. I'm a woke. I've been woke. But how many more times we got to keep setting the alarm clock where now look at what it is. It looks like we're trying to go backwards. We ain't going back. I know I'm not going backward. And I see people still having to be drugged to the water to drink, and they have freedoms to do certain things. Can we continue to have this conversation? I'm in a place of talking responsibility. I don't care about who they, what they. A whole bunch of days tried to do things to me. But they ain't stopping me what about you Bishop good morning God bless you
1: good morning dr Nicole again thank you so very much for this platform and particularly uh, this very very sensitive and much needed uh, discussion on this particular day um, I, I, I want to comment from from a different angle. Uh, For me, and uh, just like Nate, one of my most favorite quotes from uh, Dr. King was uh, during a pretty chaotic situation in 1966 when he gave uh, an interview with 60 Minutes Overtime, and he said certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously condemned riots. He said, but in final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard and what it is that America has failed to hear. Mm -hmm. And interestingly enough, even though And the motive. We've been given the might, the mind, and the mouth. But for one of the first times in history, we as people of color and people, period, we have the means to do what we need to do. But yet mm-hmm. we're selfishly withholding the information, the currency, and the wisdom that's necessary to begin to create change and to begin to buck, fight, and ultimately change the system. So for me, freedom is speaking out. Freedom is not just serving, and I believe we need to serve on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday, go to the community centers, the civic centers, let's let's be a part of the community renewal projects. But what are you doing personally, and mm-hmm. that's what God's been dealing mm-hmm. with me about? Who am I mentoring? Who am I speaking to? What young man am I trying to change? What voice am I being uh, to a generation that does not understand this level of freedom? Because we're no longer not only
0: communicating it but walking it out in front of them as well. Thank you so much for allowing me to share. So powerful. You know, I know from for for me, it was like when I got the revelation, after when you travel into different you travel into different countries and nations, the, the 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 dialect might be different, um, the language might be different, but there's so many similarities. And this is what I deducted, you know, I am I'm that I just, I don't know, in my mind, I always, like, I'll hear complex and then I have to simplify it. And when I hear, like, the word economy, and, and I and I look at the world economy, that is literally a compilation of national economies, and each national economy is a compilation of, we might say, governmental sector economies, but all of those economies still boil down to personal economies. And so if, if we reverse engineer it, we got to go back to the source that our personal economy can change so much. Many people believe that the primary fight is about color. It's easy because some people, some people have missed it but myself being able to ascend in what people would consider the one percenters. And along that journey, because there's levels to everything, along that journey, I learned a few things. That when you get to a certain place, it is really not about black, white, it's about green. And what threatens that green typically creates different reaction. Sometimes people block out the conversations of adversaries. But how would we ever have an effective response if you don't even know what they're talking about? Now, I can agree with you. There are some people, even when you say white race, whatever race, that they don't get it either. They just going along to get along. Somebody said, Come on, Bubba, let's hit it. Just like somebody said, Come on, Tyrone, let's go. And they like, Yeah, it seemed like it, because I'm going through a tough time myself right now. So I'm i I'm willing to lose because I don't have much to lose anyway. So let's get out here and let's kind of destroy versus have some conversations. When I begin to understand how the personal economy affects the national and then world economy, people who say, listen, if I work hard and I was able to move through all these different glass ceilings, spiritually, mentally, physically, financially, I want the choice to how I disseminate it. And then you'll have people that are like, hey, we're in trouble. Run me that stimulus check. And it's almost like sometimes kids who don't even understand, who tell mama, who can't even pay the rent or mortgage on time, run me that PS5. They're not even thinking about where is the source of those funds coming from. So then now you'll have the people who will say, we don't believe that's where our money, because people think that, oh, they said taxes are going to go up. Well, of course taxes have to go up. Because some money somewhere else had to go down and out. What if everyone on this line was in a position where they don't have to qualify for any help from the government, but maybe you can access some grants, whatever, but where you never needed any help from them to support your family? Do you think that we'd have some different conversations at the table? I just need somebody to chime in for me.
2: Uh, Thanks thanks for starting this conversation. And like I always say, um, I love talking and I love showing analogies. One of the wisest men to ever grace earth is King Solomon. And Solomon is referred to as one of the most powerful men to have ever existed. And he has two things that separates him from all humans. One, he has has the financial power. And two, he's enlightened. I believe that's the height of freedom, the position where
1: you know,
2: right, you know things, and then you have the ability to do whatsoever you want, when you want, at any point in time, without the fear of Someone is going to be somewhere that can take away my choices. Financial freedom gives you that, that. Yeah, financial freedom gives you that ability to do what you want without feeling like there's someone somewhere that is going to stop you. Right. So, to me, freedom means the uh, presence of the ability to make choices. We have so many people today that are unable to live up to their potential because lack that finances. We have so many smart people, we have so many um, people that develop things that can change the world, but they are are just existing, they are not living, because there's a difference between existing and living. When you're living, you're very, very intentional about everything you do, but when you are existing, you allow life to happen to you. But when you know, when you're enlightened, because from the word enlightened comes we can see that life is part of it right and you will be in a state of darkness if you have no finances and this is just a situation wherein everything is happening to you you are stressed you are living in anguish you are living in distress and you're unable to make choices right and at that point in time you're not even happy, right so i feel like most of the problems that people do have Uh, 99% of it will be solved by money and the 1% is solved by knowledge. So most times you may even have money, but if you lack the knowledge on how to implement it, Mm -hmm. on how to go about it, then you lose that money. So freedom to me means the ability to know and the ability to do whatsoever I want, when I want, without fearing that there's someone somewhere that will take away that choice for me. I mean, tra- I'll be 23 in February, right? And I'm currently tra- traveling the world. But I started out by first seeking knowledge. Like, in, in the Bible, in the Quran, it stated that, seek knowledge, and when you seek knowledge, every other thing will come your own way, right? Mm-hmm. And we can see that Solomon, he asked for just one thing. He asked for knowledge. He, he wanted wisdom wanted knowledge and wanted to understand it and if we look at it really there are so many people that if you give them a million dollars today they don't know what to do with it right so it's not like they don't have that money in their environment but they don't know what to do with it and if you don't even know what to do with a hundred dollars you will never know how to manage a million dollars and you will never be able to do that ever so for me freedom comes from the ability to know what to do with your resources, and the ability to like make good use of those resources so it can count on. So for me, you know, it comes with financial freedom and knowledge. So I will pay any amount of money to seek knowledge, and I believe when I have knowledge, I can, like, I can go from zero to a hundred real quick with that knowledge. So for me, free, uh, freedom means the ability to do whatsoever I want, whenever I want, without fear, of anyone stopping me or taking away my choices. So yeah, that's what freedom
0: means. To me. So powerful because you know the that was the whole preface of our like Pink Millionaire Club. It was you know it's an acronym. It stands for prayer, impact, nurture, and applied knowledge. This will make a person whole if it's like if if that's what we do every day. We seek the source. And then what he downloads on us, he does it to all of us. We're just looking for him to download what we want at the moment versus what we need to do at the moment. I've not always known everything. I don't know everything. I literally don't even know what to start these series off with until after I speak and I ask God, what do you want me to talk about? And I opened up my we are talking about them being the offering, really being in authenticity. You know, this whole imposter syndrome that people are experiencing is because they don't want to accept their rightful place where they already are and so that they can have access to where they're trying to go. This is what prevents most people from doing the best they can do with what they have now. You can't cheat the process because you're going to end up right back. There's a a saying that says when people forget where they come from, they're heading right back there. And I think that a lot of us have forgotten, like, where we come from. We always got to be reminded at the top of a January, you know, with Dr. Martin Luther King or the Civil Rights Movement. When I looked through the hallway of Clubhouse, everybody was business as usual. And we talked about honor. Business as usual. They take the benefit of being able to take a day off from work, from the bank's closing. Literally, I have VAs that are in other countries, and they took the day off to say, oh, it's MLK Day. We're not working today either. The benefit of MLK Day, but what about the responsibility of MLK Day? What about the responsibility? And, And this is where... I'm grateful for my mentors like Dr. Miles Monroe. I'm grateful for the mentors in my life that says, you do something about what you can do something about. And now, not later. And that has propelled me into levels that I can't even imagine if I had just stayed still as the overworked hairstylist and not just did what I knew how to do at that moment. Or if I just kept my mouth shut because I thought that nobody wanted to hear what I had to say. I don't care if it's 200, 2,000, 20,000, the message is going to be the same. And when people get to that place, they can go to higher levels in all sort of freedom. Do something with the freedom you have and give people access to the freedom you have and where you're supposed to be. You can grow like that. Anybody else want to share this morning? Because I think that uh, the Nikia Shara, if Shara is there, the Nikia, what does freedom really mean to you? Because the word said that freedom is not really just for us. It's for how we can serve other people. And I think this panel is very clear on that. But I want some other people to come in, too, from the audience. I'm going to open up the um, the audience in just a minute and let you guys come in. Come on in the, in the queue. Raise your hand. We want to hear how we can help you say, hey, let me see what I got. Let me see what I already have. We know it's easy to look at what you don't have. Let me see what I already have the freedom to do. And how can I turn that into walking in the door I have and opening the door for others?
3: Good morning. Good morning, Nicola. Um, I guess when I think about freedom, of course, freedom is being able to do what I want, when I want, how I want with no limitations But the word access came to me again. Um, A lot of us do have the access and maybe, I I don't want to say too much access to the point where we just get stagnant or we feel like we don't have to move or do anything with the information or even the connections that we have. Um, Sometimes the access we have is, I don't know, we're used to people not giving or, Uh, given on the level that we expect. And so it's almost like, well, I know I got that information and we'll even go seek it elsewhere. Mm. Um, And I know it's not a color thing or anything of that nature, but just being 100% real, a lot of the times the information we get from people that look like us, we downplay it or don't trust (laughs) it, but we'll go elsewhere, hear the same exact information, and we'll take that for truth or for all that it is, or we'll go seeking outside, thinking we're going to hear more, and it's not always the same. We'll be willing to even pay. You know, sometimes we have access for free. And I I do remember, and I'll even remind people on my team all the time, like, how long do we feel we'll have access at this level for free? And even when a dollar amount is charged, $97, $47, we're like, oh my gosh, this is so much. But we're willing to invest thousands, tens of thousands for less than what we're getting for free, all because it looks like or it's coming from someone that looks like us. And so I just encourage the audience to uh, in this season, while you do have access even for free or for a limited cost, you take advantage of all that you have to offer um, and, and trust even sometimes when it's coming from someone that looks like you, that it is the truth. Mm. Because I've been in spaces where I get high-level information and then I invest thousands, hundreds of thousands to go and listen. I'm like, wow, I'm not even getting half of what I got (laughs) when it was free and when I have access. And so um, I did want to share that.
0: Yeah, because I hear people say that all the time about, the access, Even Power Start Your Day. Today is episode 1066, and I've come to this podcast telling people the truth for free. Benikia, you've worked with me personally. I've brought things for free. I bring things that I know don't even exist in $100,000 a year masterminds to my people at extremely low cost, and someone that may not look like me might say, Don't invest in that, and they'll, even though that person didn't even have anything yesterday to give them, they say, don't invest in that, and they will listen and be locked out of the freedoms and the accesses that I've given. And this is how I know that this is God. He will have me get to a place where I'm not bitter, but he keeps making me better. And this is where I'm saying, oh, it's this picture is so much bigger. I know it was big, but it's like so much bigger. And this is a movement. But it ain't no movement if ain't nobody moving. So what are we gonna do about it like this? because 'cause I'm moving, but a movement did you have did you pay attention to the streets of the march on Washington? The Capitol Riot recently had nothing on the people who got there. Do you know that it wasn't COVID-19 during that time? We know that people were coming from so far and they got there, even driving through towns and cities where they probably were, things were being thrown at them to kill them. And you think we dare going to come to a time like this where we can work From home and from a phone and millionaires being made every day and people still think it's okay to not maximize the freedom you do have access to. I'm just going, I got to be quiet for a little bit because I get extremely passionate right now. People think that I love talking about how to make money, what have you, but the purpose of making the money is for this conversation we're having today. This is why I wake up.
4: Oh man, Dr. Nicola. Every morning you get me. <laughs> Every morning. This, is, this is. You guys are not following Dr. Nicola, by the way. You're not here at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You are missing a whole word, not just from her, but from everyone on stage. Because even what everyone has said, I'm sitting here like, yes, Abdul, it's definitely knowledge, it's definitely information, and I'm Taniki, I'm like, yes, it's access, like. But, Completely expanding my mind constantly with words that I didn't think about when it came attached to freedom. Um, one of the things that I also think about, and part of it is in the same line of access, is, I, is we talked about how it's also money, right? And I remember meeting a woman, she might be like 83 or 84 now, and she was so excited just to be able to take her credit card out and swipe it. Yeah. And And I was sitting there and I was like, why is she so excited? And she said to me, because when she first got married, I don't remember how long ago, she said she had to ask for her husband's permission to be able to get a bank account, to get a checkbook. Like, just the ability to be able to have the freedom to go out and spend the money that she had in the way she wanted to was such a big deal to her. And... That is not only access; it's also money, right? As a woman, and like imagine being in a space, and I, I took sat here and took advantage of the fact that like I've been in a training all weekend that I, you know, that I was able to afford to pay for. I was able to travel this weekend that I was able to pay for, and I couldn't imagine being in a space where I had to go to my husband to the bank to ask him to give me my check so that I can pay for this training to be able to further my education or to be able to pay for this trip that I have. So um, that's the one thing I want to leave everyone with and the second thing for me is freedom is also to me the ability to be uncomfortable Mm. right there's so many times where people are stuck in situations because they cannot afford to leave because they don't have the freedom, whether it's the freedom of mind, because it could be mindset because some people are stuck mentally and we've talked about mindset many times here, but also the financial freedom to be able to leave, to be a, whether it's a job, a relationship, a friendship, like whatever it is, like the freedom to be uncomfortable and say, I'm not going to take this anymore. And that includes things like marching on, you know, mm-hmm. when there's like, when people are like, oh, well, you know, how come we didn't protest or how can we do these things? It's like these people couldn't afford to take the day off of work so, they didn't have they couldn't afford to take the day you know even for their children they couldn't go to their soccer practice their basketball whatever it was like they did not have the freedom to be able to say i don't want to do this so it's not only access but the ability to choose what you're not going to do as well so
0: that was God. just the thoughts
4: that came up for me when it comes to freedom
0: so powerful shara because when i when i'm when you, you just shared oh my gosh like this is like oh it's always so much bigger than me i am so so grateful that I'm humble and I'd rather be smaller than the vision that God has because opening up this dialogue that I look through the halls and I'm like this ain't even a popular conversation right now and when I, when you talked about that freedom of myself was at one point a single mom taking my kid into two different prisons just from a decision I wasn't a bad person it was that in that time, black men felt that if I'm going to have more than anybody else or have more than white men, I got to go hit it to the streets because they were, that was all they saw. Now fast forward, and it was the day when I said, Lord, remove from my mouth anything unclean, and you will be my provider. I didn't even know what that meant. I didn't know what that meant. I heard somebody say it in church, Jehovah Jireh, my provider. I said, I want that. How do I get that? The access was had already been granted, but I just had to make a decision. And you know what that meant? That meant me waking up earlier. The daycare opened. This time I'm being resourceful. The daycare opened at 6 a.m. It was dark. That means you gotta wake up at four, get the babies together get them in the car and I'm the first one there as soon as they open the doors at the daycare at 6am and I would go to the salon and there was no appointments on the book that early and all I did is I asked the gentleman because I'd moved from Florida back to Atlanta and I had moved from Florida owning a salon and I went to Atlanta and I went in on commission see some people don't want to master the cross they just want to run. And I went in on commission. I went from my own salon into someone else's salon on commission just so because the numbers made sense of let me get a piece. I didn't want to increase my liabilities or my debt. I needed to take as much home as possible. And I went in on commission. I had to ask permission to the owner. Can I have the key? The salon don't open till nine, But can I start at 630? Because I had to pay for my kids to be in a safe environment and so they were both in that private school, and I had a son that still wasn't walking, but should have been walking. He had cerebral palsy, still hadn't walked a day in his life. And I'm sitting here, this is called faith, and I would go and I would turn the open sign on, and thank goodness it was in a strip plaza, so it had anchor stores like Publix and some other anchor stores. So people driving through maybe the Publix early in the morning, they see open. Hey, you guys are open. I'm like, yes, I'm open. And I started doing women hair before they went to work instead of after, because I still had to pick them up no later than seven in the evening. And that was just so that I can say, I don't want no money from no dudes, I don't want no money from the government. I don't want no money from nothing. Lord, you say that you can be a provider. I, show me. That's why nobody can't shake me from it. I don't care what they talk about with the Bible. There is a rhema word and a logos word. They read in it. I'm living it. I'm leaving the breathed word of God. And so when I sit there and I say, no, I'm not no Bible scholar, but I mastered living the Bible. Go ahead, Abdul. I want to know who could start from the bottom and be okay starting from the bottom so you can show people how to get to the top.
2: Just to chime in real quick, um, what most people... Are living their lives like they're in prison, and just to um, further expand on that, when you're in prison, all your choices are taken away from you. Freedom to move, uh, your freedom to, uh, in your freedom to work. Right, you're given the time for you to do duties. You're giving the time for you to interact with your family. You're giving specific times for you to go up your path, right? So your life is programmed based on someone else's decision for you, not your own decision for yourself. And if we look at 95% of the world right now, that's how I see their lives. Looks like some people are missing.
0: You want to mute your you
2: now? Majority of them live their lives, right? But when you have that knowledge, when you know, and once you have that financial freedom, I mean, some uh, someone once said it that once you are able to make your decisions for yourself without fear of being uh, at at in danger. If, if we look at the president of countries, they are always surrounded by dignitaries. They are surrounded by their own security. They are surrounded by wealth, right? I mean, if you have money, you have power. Like, you have influence, right? But if we look at well, Egypt in previous mm. days, in previous years, in the ancient times, The people that were made pharaohs had wealth. They had people working for them. They had wisdom, because you can't rule if you are not wise. And Plato once said that the Republic, uh, the ideal people that are to rule, are philosopher kings. That is, you must be knowledgeable, because you are trained right from the time you're a young man, for you to ascend into... Royal power, right? So I mean, power can be abused if you don't know what is to be uh, is to be done with that power. That's why we see so many people get into power and they abuse it. But once you are knowledgeable and you have that influence and you have the financial resources, then you become seen as a point of reference. But majority of people who live their lives at this stage like slaves in Asian Egypt. out when they wake up is controlled. What they eat is controlled by the media. How they live how they live their life is controlled it's because they lack that freedom. They lack the freedom to make decisions. When they want to do things, I mean so many people lose they lose out on the edge days of the lives of their kids because they don't have that freedom. They don't have that financial freedom. They also don't have that knowledge of how to turn a dollar into $10. So until we have our people that have that knowledge or they are willing to pay for that knowledge to free themselves from that financial distress, and they are also able to, like, know what to do with the knowledge, because there's a difference between having knowledge and then knowing what to do with it. And like you can have a book before you, and you have that book lying there for years, and you're unable to like take what is in that book and turn it into action. Okay? I've had um, this book by Chris Boss. I used just two pages from that book to sign a six-figure deal. Just two pages that I learned from that book to sign a 6 year old deal. So our people perish for a lack of knowledge. So if you do not have knowledge and you are not willing to invest in it, and just like Daniki has said, people feel like if uh, if you are like us, like if you are of the same skin, if you are of the same race, uh, they do not value what they get from you. And for instance, I'll just give you an instance. Um, I had someone reach out to me. I I was in the e-commerce space before. Built. I I literally shared the process of creating um, a brand from zero and taking it to a million dollars. And I put that cost out for fifteen hundred dollars. And someone was like, oh man, you're like you're like me. I don't charge this much. But later on, she came back saying she took a course, I'm not going to mention the person's name, and she paid uh thirty five hundred for that course and it wasn't even explicit. <laughs> but she watched <laughs> but she watched the free master class that comes with my course before you even take the course, you goes through a two hour free master class. And she says that free master class alone
1: <laughs> shifted our uh, orientation.
2: get that freedom they want. Right? But for you to get freedom, you know you also have to start. And that's why for me, aside from the fact that I get paid to work with course creators or for me to put out my own courses, I feel that's the way for me to, like, impact mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. And that's it's a mission I'm committed to, uh, to share the knowledge. Because it's limited or. I can work with one-on-one, on one. but if I have my course out there, working 247, impacting life, I'll reach more people than I will ever reach on a physical level. So that's, that's my own perspective, and that's why I feel like it's a mission for me to like share that knowledge as much as I can. And I mean, it's the knowledge that changed my life. I, I was in Nigeria living with my parents on forty two dollars a month. They are they were struggling or they are struggling. That's how I should put it because they they are still in Nigeria. But they are they were unable to live up to their potentials because one, they lacked the knowledge. I mean, they were existing, not living. Mm-hmm. Right? And I With what it is that you're doing. You're just doing it because you want to survive. And there's a difference between surviving and thriving. Mm, yes, when you thrive, right. you live in your potentials, you live in your wills, you're able to do things when you want. But when you just survive, you let life happen to you, you let life um, push you wherever it takes you. So you move with the flow. But no, you should control the flow. Like if you have a dam, you control. Where the water goes to, you. but when you allow everything to happen to you, now you're pushed, and you might end up drowning. So that's why we have so many people that take their skills, their knowledge, six degree, because they don't even have the potential. They don't. They don't have the finances to put their knowledge out there. But once you put your knowledge out there, it multiplies.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, man. This is so powerful. Yes, Shara, I was, I, I had, I'm going to, I'll go ahead and I'll comment on, I'm sure you're going to share some powerful right behind it, because this is good, good.
4: <laughs> oh my gosh, I actually sat there waiting, I was like, when Abdul said I'm, I'm going to definitely talk about surviving to That Abdul. but the one thing, Thing I just wanted to expand on too is that like, we're talking especially about the importance of knowledge and how that can really give you the freedom. I also want people to know like you should definitely like paying for knowledge will definitely help you accelerate any point in life, right? Because you're someone who has navigated the trenches is able to help you avoid the, the landmine. But until if you can't afford to pay financially now, be be ready to pay with time. Like That's pay right. with time to get the knowledge that you can until you can afford to pay with money. Like I just I really want people to know like if you are dedicated to being free both you know mentally and economically you have to put in the work and if you are like oh right now I can't afford that thousand, ten thousand, whatever thousand dollar class then you need to put in the time. The way Dr. Nicola said, like she woke up early, she was out there. You know, she was there at <laughs> six a.m. Like put in the time until you could afford to, um, to then save time. So just wanted to throw that in there. So, so powerful. Dr. 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 Do
0: you know that, Shara? When you talked about that time, right? And we're gonna open it. Do you know when you talked about that time? And and so in case people hear the struggle, but they want to know, okay, what 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 happened after? And when I. With that time, there were some things that are free to learn about, and I realized that I wasn't leveraging. This is something simple. We keep talking about this. How can I do more with less? We weren't leveraging. So that's where I got an assistant. One of my one of my uh, assistants is on here now. She was like the second assistant that I paid uh, to help me be able to move more clients through faster. Sometimes we would have 20 people in a day, and that was an day, okay? 20 people in a day. So I was able to now leverage. I started understanding compounding. So then I said I, I, I used not only, I didn't only leverage credit, but while that was happening, I started buying real estate. So money was making money for me while I was still at the salon or what have you. Then I began to learn the power of compounding. And so I didn't only eat my seed. I took the money that I earned and I started investing. Now, let me tell you the power of investing. In the beginning, I didn't know all of the fancy part about the stock market, the tickers, and all this stuff. I just remember hearing money needs to be moved and multiplied. So I said, okay. Is my money moving and is it multiplying? No, it was sitting still in a bank and it was not growing. They would sell me a product like a CD or telling me about a mutual fund and whatever. And we talked about that knowledge, knowing that those are the lowest performing things to grow money. So then I had to risk. This is what most people don't understand. They don't want to risk. I had to risk losing to win. I do this every day because I know the principle that the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. So I started risking. And what you said, Shara, about a woman being able to swipe her card, you're talking about that overworked hairstylist to a person who just in over the weekend was able to just from a touch of a button move multiple seven figures somewhere else to risk. Not multiple six, multiple seven figures to risk, knowing that I'm going to grow that into something larger. But it started from the seed. I tell people the beginning, and many people might be in their beginning. They might be more in their middle, but they get stuck in the middle because they're stuck in the accolades. They're stuck in the prestige. They're stuck into what it looks like. I've always gotten the principle of, I don't care what it looks like. I care about what it is. And then I learned, okay, wait a minute. You don't only want to have diverse portfolio and different types of, you know, whether it's commodities and oils and whatever. You want to invest. We talked the last time about those seven mountains. Do you have a piece of the pie in the seven mountains? So I just became a co-founder with the Best UTV that launched over the weekend. And it's a brand that's been around in the personal development space for a while One of my mentors who, um, Blog Talk, we love you. We'll see you soon. Hop in Clubhouse someday.